Hi, my name is John Kim. I'm a therapist who went through his own rebirth many years ago, and I've been documenting my journey ever since, sharing my life lessons and revelations. I believe in casual or clinical with you instead of at you. I come unrehearsed on purpose because self-help doesn't have to be so complicated. This episode's called Rapid Fire, where I answer your questions as fast as I can. So I'm going to try to answer as many as I can uh, because I have other podcast episodes where I just take one or two questions and go deeper. But, you know, sometimes we want to hear a lot of questions and we want them answered fast. So I will try that on this episode. I also have Ask Angry. That is where you ask me your question live. It's a quote-unquote in-person show, and that's for premium members. You could get that show at theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium. It's only four bucks a month. Uh, everything's commercial free, and you get a bonus, a bonus episode each week. Okay, so let's start with this question. I know you say slow burn can be greater than lightning. This person means lightning in a bottle. Thoughts on first date sex. Okay, so my whole thing with the slow burn being greater than lightning in the bottle and by greater i mean i mean it it's usually healthier right i think the the slower the burn the more thorough and more consistent as far as getting to know someone and of course that builds safer legs a lot of times and this was me my my 20s and 30s um just going by lightning which I get the chemistry is powerful and there's dopamine and not all lightning is unhealthy, but if it's crazy lightning and the collision is, I mean, where you just like feel dizzy, that can be dysfunction. That can be what I call the sticky. That can be a relationship dynamic that isn't rooted in healthy, but rather uh, trauma and childhood and trauma bonds and all that, right? Now, this has nothing to do with having sex on the first date. (laughs) I think you should have sex whenever you feel like having sex, as long as you're not using sex as a way to quote unquote, get someone or lock them in. As long as you are having sex because you want to have sex and it's something that feels empowering and you're doing it in a healthy way, uh, then you can have sex on the first date. You can have sex on the fifth date. (laughs) It doesn't matter to me. Um, I don't I, I don't like labels, and so um, people label people in this world because they have sex on the first date, which I think is ridiculous. You have sex when you want to have sex, as long as it is an empowering and healthy experience. Okay, next question: What advice can you give a couple that do not see eye to eye on things? Well, the reality is. You're not going to see eye to eye on everything. I think what's important is what you guys see eye to eye on that are big, that are, you know, the the uh, the things that you're going to hang your relationship on. So let me give you an example. If you have children, um, you have to see eye to eye on how, now broad strokes, right? Not like all the details, but on um, how the child is going to raise what what kind of um, parent you guys want to be you know you you have to see eye to eye on values um but you don't have to see eye to eye on everything you, i mean i don't th- i think it's impossible to you know my partner is a vegetarian i eat meat my partner does yoga and pilates um i have a different belief in fitness i do crossfit and weightlifting 
Um, I ride motorcycles. My partner does not. Like, there's a lot of differences, right? And so, but we we see eye to eye on, you know, um, being good human beings. We see eye to eye on helping people. We see eye to eye on the value of purpose. We see we see eye to eye on um, how we want to engage and love each other, uh, and that anything can be talked about. We see eye to eye on um, rules of fighting. Right and being kind to each other, we see eye to eye on our own responsibility, on our own, uh, fulfilling our own needs and our own responsibility to work on ourselves. So you're not going to see eye to on eye to eye on everything, but I think the big things that really make people feel safe and um, make you want to do life with this person, you know. Um, Big things like purpose, values, um, maybe you know, maybe even money, financial stuff, uh, the kind of dent you want to leave in this world, the kind of couple that you um, want to be, how you guys want to show up. These kind of things um, are, are important. All right, next question. I'm scanning for one. How can I connect with my boyfriend who is blocked when it comes to love and emotion? Well, um, I don't think someone is blocked. I think that blocking or inability to express love and emotion comes from one's story. And so it's his responsibility to explore and investigate that. Um, How can you connect? Well, you have to ask him. And you have to express to him that uh, you want to connect in this way. But it's hard because he's not showing up. He's not being vulnerable. He's not... uh, um, expressing himself in the way that that makes you feel safe and close and connected. And then from there, it's on him if he wants to explore that or he may be very defensive, you know. And so you want to prevent him from being defensive. So you got to go into it, not with pointed fingers, but hey, here's what I love about us. Here's some things I would like, right? So you're, you're, you're not going in like, hey, here's what's wrong with you. <laughs> a lot of people go into things, I think because of fear, they just go into it with a shield and aiming their gun, right? They go into it with a lot of accusations and that, that goes nowhere. So you got to go into this like, here's what I love about us. Here's what I would love more. Here's how I want to connect with you. I'm realizing that you struggle in these ways, you know, can we talk about that? Um, Let's come up with a plan. What do you think? What are your thoughts? How can I support you? What am I doing to um, make it harder for you, you know? I was going to say a a really dirty dad joke there, but um, I need to grow up. I'm, I'm, I'm 50. No more dad jokes. No more. Uh, what's the what? What's the joke in the nineties? Um, that's what she said. No more. No more. That's what she said. Jokes, John. I'm still. I'm still. I still find myself in in, in class, fitness class, uh, yelling out. That's what she said. And people look at me like um, I'm out of touch. They look at me with sad eyes, like, oh, poor John. Okay. Next question: How to move past? Deed hurt in a relationship? I think this is misspelled. How to move past, I think this person is trying to say dead hurt in a relationship. 
So I don't know what you mean by dead hurt. Um, it seems like you are still hurting or you're feeling some kind of residue in a previous relationship and you want to move past it. The first, first, I just want to say that, uh, you know, I don't really believe in this idea of closure in the sense that you completely close a door. Um, when, when we love someone, we leave very deep prints, not only in memory, but our hearts are in ourselves, you know? And as we love someone else and this relationship ends, um, yes, we move on. Yes, uh, feelings change. And yes, we close to a certain level in that the new love experiences start to, uh, the new love experience start or experiences, I guess, uh, eclipses the old, right? There is that. But we don't forget. We also get activated. We also uh, play things back and then feelings come up and emotions. You know, like, so this idea of closure or being completely closed or over someone, that's another term I hate, beginning over someone, um, before you move on or like, okay, throw away all of those things. Know that you're human. Know that you've had experiences that have made significant imprints in your biology, in your heart, um, soul, you know? And it's okay. It's okay to feel things from the past. So um, this idea of dead hurt uh, just sounds, it just doesn't sound human. Um, it's okay to have feelings about previous relationships. It's, it's not okay to go and knock on people's doors. It's not okay to... Um, end something because you think that something else isn't ended, right? Uh, it's not okay to run, uh, to numb, to hide, but it is okay to, to have feelings from the past and you sit through them and you process and they go away and then, you know, less and less of that happens. So moving past to me is working through because moving past sounds like you're like, I don't know, like once you pass, you never go back. Um, working through to me makes more sense. Working through to me means whatever comes up, whether it's the past or or what's happening now, um, you work through it. You know, you accept it. You work through it. You're human. You're going. You know, you're you're the only way out is through, as they say. All right. Last question here. What did I hit? Five questions. I'm not sure. You can only go so fast, right? Because. Um, I want to at least give something. <laughs> I don't want to give one sentence answers. Um, I'll try to knock out two more questions. I have about eight eight minutes before my next meeting. Okay, here we go. One question is how do I, or the next question is how do I, how do you forgive yourself? I'm ashamed of the ways that I hurt my ex. She will never forgive me. Well, one, I applaud you looking back and feeling bad because you hurt someone or because of the way that you treated someone. I think that's courageous, right? Just to be aware of that. Um, and I think that forgiving yourself is a process. I think some days it's easy, some days it's hard. Um, but I, I think you you have to, because I've done shit in the past that I kind of cringe at today. I've done things in the past. I've hurt people. And uh, 
yeah, I, some, some days it's hard to forgive myself for things and other days it's easy. Um, there, there's, I mean, just as I talk about this, there's a couple of things that happened early on when I was like 27 in, in, you know, early young love relationships where of course I didn't have any self-awareness, but I was also, um, selfish and not intuitive and not able to create a safe space. And, um, I hurt people and I feel really bad about it, you know, and some of the people that I hurt exes, I know they still harbor hate and anger and resentment, but I can't do anything about that. You know, um, in this person's message, he says, she will never forgive me. Yeah, she may never forgive you, but that's on her. And it bothers me that there are people that I have loved and shared a bed with who um, probably hate me or have not forgiven me. Uh, but I also refuse to carry that. That's not on me. It's something that uh, they have to carry and work through. Um, I would love to be supportive and apologize and do what I can to help them. But it's also not something they're asking me for, <laughs> you know. So uh, I have to draw a healthy boundary there. And then I have to forgive myself because I have to – and the way that I do it is I think about who I was back then. And I was a completely different person. I didn't have tools. I was reactive. I was a child. I was, you know, it wasn't that far from me stealing car stereos and uh, ordering food from drive throughs with cute girls in the back of my Jeep and not paying for them to impress the girls, right? Um, it wasn't that far from that. <laughs> so, of course, I wasn't um, in a place where I had tools to build something healthy. So I think about that and I think about my story. Um, I also think about like how I was raised and what I learned from my parents' dysfunctional relationship, you know? Uh, and it gives me more compassion and understanding, right? When you're able to connect dots and see why you did or how you were or who you were in that time because of your story then it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense, you know? And so it's easier to forgive. It's easier to say, all right, that was me then. I uh, continue to forgive myself and also to grow and evolve, and it's not who I am today. Last question, how to know the difference between intuition and fear? Uh, this is a great question, uh, and I do not have the answer. <laughs> I think uh, it's something we have to sit with. You know, uh, I don't know about you, but for me, it, it's not like intuition happens and a light switch comes on and I know for sure that's coming from my soul and it's right and not coming from fear. I have to sort through my shit like everyone else, you know, and I think the more that you do that, the more that you understand st self and realize, oh, this is my intuition, my gut. And even though even though it's scary and this is truth, this is honest to me and this other thing is just straight up fear. Hey, wanted to share with you something I'm super excited about. If you go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium, you not only get commercial-free episodes, but also something I'm introducing called series, rotating wellness topics, but not only lessons, but what do we do with this information? How do we thread this into our life so we could change our life? Go to theangrytherapist.com forward slash premium. One of the questions that helps me is I ask myself whether I am making a big decision about career or 
posting me tanning my taint on Instagram, it doesn't matter what the thing is, I ask myself, is it honest to me? Is it honest to me right now? Not who I want to be, not who I was, but right now in this moment, is this decision honest to me? And if it is, I feel like that's intuition, that's my truth, that's, you know, from soul. And if it's not, it doesn't matter if it's fear or not. If it's not, I don't want to live uh, a pseudo life. I don't want to pull from my pseudo self, which I've done for most of my life. So as long as it's honest to me, I could live with that, right? And things that are honest to me also may be scary. So um, I'm about to uh, go on this little inner city book tour because my workbook, uh, my first workbook ever, based on my book Single on Purpose, uh, is being released. And I'm trying to do something kind of creative and fun, and I want to hit the streets because I'm, you know, either in front of a microphone or my phone talking to, to a camera for, for so much, most of my days that just want to go out and meet people and hear stories and document it and all that. And so is that my truth? Yes. That's something that feels honest to me. Is it scary? Yes, because I'm scared no one's going to show up. It's just going to be me and my camera guy sitting in the parking lot with a bunch of uh, empty tubs of ice and uh, and uh, and, a, and a workout routine that's one of the things i plan to do but anyway uh yeah like using that as an example is it honest to me yes is it scary yes so both can exist at the same time i think if it is honest to you even though it is scary it is coming from truth and intuition and you should act on it try to hop the fear wall if it's not honest to you it doesn't matter if it's scary or not don't do it, it doesn't feel right Thank you for listening. 